It's been more than a year since the pandemic turned healthcare upside down. I'm Jody Lesh. Join me for Ahead in Health, where we explore the questions that matter most about the future of healthcare. Listen to Ahead in Health wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome. I can't thank you enough, folks, for tuning in today. Every Saturday at noon, every Sunday morning at 8, our phone lines are open. If you have any questions regarding your financial future, please give me a call. 1-800-825-5949. 1-800-825-5949. Any questions at all, give me a call. Remember, I can almost assure you, whatever the question is, somebody listening will be very happy that you asked it. 1-800-825-5949. So here we are. You know, tomorrow's Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. For all of you kids, make sure you take care of your moms. They're special. And make sure that, that, that you spoil them rotten tomorrow because they deserve it. They do so much. So happy Mother's Day to all the moms. A little early, but... I'll say the same thing again tomorrow. Happy Mother's Day. So for the week, you know, if you look at the Dow, the Dow was up 239 points on Monday, 20 points on Tuesday, 98 points on Wednesday, Thursday up 318 points, Friday up 229 points. Not bad. Not bad. The Dow actually did good this week, up 200, or I'm sorry, not 200, 2.67%. But the S&P, which is a better indicator, up 1.23% for the week. Russell 2000, all those small and mid-cap stocks up 0.23% for the week. NASDAQ 100, which is the QQQ, triple Qs, down 1.02%. And the entire NASDAQ composite index down 1.5%. Am I afraid to own all the NASDAQ that I own? Absolutely not. Actually, if I needed more, I would be buying it. 1-800-825-5949. Let's go to the phone lines. We have Justin in Rotterdam. Hello, Justin. Justin, you left me. Boy, oh boy, I didn't even get started with Justin and he left me. Come on back, Justin. The phone lines are open. 1-800-825-5949. So it's not unusual that the Dow will do... Uh, kind of be a little different than than the other, um, you know, the, the broad stock market index. The reason why I say it often, because the Dow is probably the most popular, um, you know, index. That's the index that everybody loves to 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 look at. But the more, you know, being popular doesn't mean that that it's. It's the best index. The S&P 500 index is, you know, over 500 stocks, 505 to be exact. And that gives you a better representation of the entire market. And I say that because the Dow only has 30 stocks. It's a price-weighted index. So you're going to have some stocks that a couple stocks can can literally move the market. And when you look, you know, this week you had Nike up 3%. You had Boeing up 2.5%. Disney up almost 2%, Cisco up almost 2%, and you know Amgen up 1.2% for the week. So, you know, just just that 
just that little bit of movement, you um, you know, that that's enough to 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 move the market. Um, you know, so when 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 you look at at the Dow, just remember it's 30 stocks. A couple stocks can can move it. One eight hundred eight two five five nine four nine one eight hundred eight two five fifty nine forty nine. The best sector for the week was energy, up almost nine percent. Materials up almost six percent. Financials, which we are overweight, up four point two percent. And you know that's not bad. Industrials up three point three six percent. We added energy, materials, industrials to our portfolio. So we're happy to see those up more than the market. We feel that these are areas that should do well, and we're excited about, you know, the, the near term of the economy. We think that the economy is going to, you know, do well over the near term through through the next several months anyway. We feel that, and I say this week in, week out, the consumer has a boatload of money, a lot of savings, as you've very well know because you're probably in the same boat. They haven't been able to hop on a plane, go on vacation, go out to dinner, go to a movie. They're not shopping in the malls. They have a lot of money saved up. And Uncle Sam, their favorite uncle, is sending them stimulus checks here and there. You know, all of a sudden, they go out to the mailbox and, oh, my God, they got money, more money to add to their savings. When the consumers start spending that money, we think the economy will do well. And the consumer will spend that money it's only human human nature they're going to go out they're going to go back to flying and one of the other holdings we put in was an etf that just focuses on the transportation industry once again we're going to take advantage of the consumer with all this money hopping on planes going on vacation business travel is starting to pick up so we're actually happy that that this will um you know, be an area that, that we're going to profit from. And these may be short-term trades. Some of these may be short-term trades. We're not looking to be in these these um, holdings for for forever. You know, some of them may be short-term. We're going to be tactical, take advantage of it. Hopefully, they'll all work out. But these are the energy or the um, sectors that that we've invested in, and we feel we feel good about it. So, Justin, I guess you're not coming back. I don't know if I scared you, but our phone lines are open for Justin and everybody else. 1-800-825-5949. We had the jobs report yesterday. A little Debbie Downer. Disappointing in so many ways. Believe it or not, they were they were expecting almost a million jobs. And we only got 266,000 jobs. That is a huge disappointment. And, you know, when you think about the jobs, we're still from a year ago before this global pandemic hit us. We're still about 8.2 million jobs shy, 8.2. The area that added the most jobs this past month were restaurants and bars, which is good news. They needed to add more jobs because they're the area that have lost the most jobs. And unfortunately, and don't get mad at me, folks, listen, you've heard me say for the last year, I was very happy that the government is helping out people, giving them, you know, a little stimulus, getting them going, providing for people that lost their jobs, that couldn't get their jobs back. 
money so they can put food on the table, pay some bills at home, take care of their family. I'm all in favor of that. What I'm not in favor of is us paying people to sit at home when there are jobs out there. Do you know how many employers are out there begging their workers to come back and their workers have the audacity to say, nah, Uncle Sam is paying me more to sit at home and I'm going to do that. Folks, listen, if you're listening to me and you're one of those people sitting at home and you know you have a job to go back to, go back to that job, please. Help that that employer who helped you out before the global pandemic, help that employer out by going back to work for he or she. Especially the small businesses, they're being hurt left and right. They can't get people to come back to work because Uncle Sam is paying them too much money to sit at home. You know, there's a conspiracy theory out there, and I try not to buy into conspiracy theories, but, you know, they're getting the equivalent of over $15 an hour for sitting at home. Maybe this is the government's way of um, pushing us towards that socialist, you know, society that I hate to talk about because now employers have to pay $20, $25 an hour to get people to come back. I mean, it's crazy. I know. I'm just kind of talking off the cuff here. These are not educated remarks that I'm making. I'm just, as I sit here thinking about it, and I'm literally just sitting here thinking about it, why would the government allow these unemployment benefits to go on? These aren't people that need to help out their family. These are people that have jobs to go back to. Not all of them, but a lot of them. I think there's six states in the country that basically, going back to the old days, the old-fashioned way, listen, you have to come in and prove that you tried to get a job. And if you can't get a job, we'll pay you unemployment. Whereas the remaining states, listen, all you have to do is just say, hey, I don't have a job. And they're being paid. Not not only are they being paid, they're, they're, they're getting an extra $300 a week to sit at home. And there are jobs out there, especially in the hospitality industry. These people, I, I have clients that own restaurants that are literally closing, shutting down. Maybe they were open seven days a week or six days a week. Now they're only open five days a week or four days a week. They can't afford to stay open. They can't afford. There's nobody that wants to come to work. All right, enough of me ranting and raving on that. I guess you get the picture. Only 266,000 jobs were added in April. There's a lot of challenges out there. As I said, you know, it used to be, um, you know, there was a good cartoon, you know, the, the, the person that, that was looking for, for some money, handouts, um, you know, unemployed. Well, they were the old days. Now it's business owners looking for handouts in the form of employees so that they can keep their, their business operating. So there's a lot of challenges right now. A lot of businesses struggling to find workers. And there's a lot of caution out there about the economic output. You know, as I said, we added 266,000 jobs for April. We were expecting a million. There was a bad, bad revision for, for March. You know, I think originally we, we had 900 and some odd thousand revised down to 770,000. So we lost a lot of those jobs. We thought March was a lot better than it was. And employment right now is down about 8.2 million workers. 8.2 million people are out there not working. The unemployment rate ticked up to 6.1% in April. 
from 6% in March. And you have, um, you have, you know, the, 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 the participation rate ticked up a little bit. So we got more people out there looking. 1-800-825-5949. It sounds like Justin came back. Hello, Justin. Hey there, brother. How are you? Well, I'm doing well. Where'd you go, man? Apologize. I work at a quarry, so I, uh, cell phone service cut out on me, but I'm back. Oh, you know, before you ask your question, I am so amazed sure. at, 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 the, at, at your world and uh, intrigued by it. A friend of mine owns, owns a couple of these plants, and he, he tells me that if I get up at 5 in the morning, I can take a ride with him, and, and I'm going to do that. I'm going to take um, him up on that and go just take a look. And I'm so intrigued. So, you know, when, when, when you think of a quarry and what a quarry is all about and how, you know, just it, it's fascinating to me. So I'm, I'm glad you called in. I'm glad I got that off my chest. So I'm going to go visit a quarry in the next couple months. Maybe your quarry. I don't know. Could, could very well be. It's, it's a pretty interesting world, I'll say that. Um, yeah, well, you know. My, 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 question, my reason for calling today, real quick, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll ask my question and I'll, uh, I'll give the floor to you. I'm curious where your expertise or where your uh, uh, information lies in terms of investing in cryptocurrency. I've recently <laughs> started to uh, add a, a, a bit of crypto, not too much, but a bit, just because, well, big returns or, well, unfortunately, big, big losses, too. But I like the, I like the big return side of it. Um, oh yeah, every I don't know, everybody yeah, likes the big returns. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, everybody likes the big returns when you can get it. Sure, I'm I'm into that Dogecoin right now. I know it sounds kind of silly, but there's been huge, huge profits on it, and I'm curious your thoughts to it. I suppose. Well, I'll give you my 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 two cents worth, and no pun intended, but. You know, this, this this was a penny a share not too long ago. It went up to 69 cents a share on Wednesday. Not bad. Um, you know, as I said, starting the year out at less than a penny. I guess this is what you would call a real penny stock that almost hit a dollar. And it may. But this was this, this was something, you know, this, this was created as a joke. I mean, Dogecoin, there, there's no tomorrow in this. Dogecoin. There's no tomorrow at all. It's not like Bitcoin or some of the other digital currencies. You got to be careful here, Justin. Actually, if you got out and you made a profit, or I'm sorry, if you got in and you made a profit, get out and take that profit. You know, that's what I was Invest. I, that's what I was thinking. I wanted to take that. I got a. I got a. I made. I did pretty well. I won't get into numbers necessarily on the phone. I did pretty well, and over the last couple of days, it's it shot up a bit, too, so I've done pretty well. I'm thinking of getting rid of a bunch of it, holding on to a little, maybe investing, well, some Bitcoin or some Ethereum. Uh, just just, just curious on your thoughts of those, and then I'll, uh, I'll give you your show back. How's that? All right, perfect. Thank you. Thank you very much, Justin, and right thank on. you for calling. As I said, you know, this 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 was created as, as, as a joke a, a few few years back um and you know now it's it's crazy it's crazy what robin hood and reddit and these these platforms that uh, get so many people in in in, in interested in investing but these aren't long-term investments folks these if you're putting money into dogecoin and some of these other um hyped up you know the way of investing you have to plan on losing that money it's like 
making a bet on your favorite sports. I don't care if it's a football game, baseball game, whatever it might be. You may win, you may lose. That's how you have to look at this. You know, this, 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 this thing was, it's crazy. I don't understand it. But for a long time, I didn't understand Bitcoin and the other digital currencies. I thought that was going to be a fad. A lot of people thought it was, but it looks as though there's some traction. It actually may now be considered an asset class. And, you know, Bitcoin is, I think, 67,000. It was as high as 65,000 and it went down into the 40,000 just over the last several days. So once again, you have to look at at um, these things and, and figure out how to get into them. You can't just go out and buy Dogecoin or Bitcoin. You know, there's there's a process of getting in. You can buy some platforms, you know, Block, the symbol B-L-O-K is an ETF out of Canada that kind of um, is in the digital currency world. You have Coinbase, um, the symbol is COIN, C-O-I-N. And, you know, this is for what we call your sandbox accounts. Um, I have a sandbox account and I bought a little bit of each of those and I'm waiting to see. I know I can lose. I actually have lost since I bought a little bit. Um, but there's a lot of hype going on with these digital currencies. And as I said, Anybody who bought in the Dogecoin, if you made a lot of money, folks, don't get greedy. Get the heck out. And if you want to stay in that digital currency market, look for other ways. Something that 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 wasn't created as as a joke. Now, with that being said, Elon Musk is on Saturday Night Live tonight. He may move the whole market. This guy is crazy, eccentric, and brilliant. And he kind of, you know, on social media, tweeted a little bit about this this joke of a of a coin called Dogecoin. And there's people out there that think they're going to miss out, folks. Listen, if you want to invest in it, and, and Justin did, and Justin, if you made some money, take those profits. You're going to pay a little bit of tax. That's okay. Take those profits. I wouldn't be in there. If you want to leave your cost basis in and see if it runs up again, that's one way of playing it. You know, this way you still, you know, you, you have one foot in the water, one foot out. You took some profits off the table. Folks, don't ever feel bad about taking profits off the table and maybe having to um, to pay some taxes. There's nothing, nothing wrong with paying taxes. But as I said, I, I think you have to be careful about um, something like Dogecoin. It's not it's not for me. It's not for my clients. And I know, I know we may be hitting a bubble, you know, go back to the turn of the century when it just about every, every internet stock that was talked about on CNBC and other financial shows, you know, people wanted to buy in. They thought they were going to miss out. Little did they know there was no profits, no earnings. These were almost like made up companies and most of them disappeared. The NASDAQ of the turn of the century is a whole lot different than the NASDAQ today. I love the NASDAQ of today. You know, give me Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, Facebook, Google, Tesla, you know, um, NVIDIA, PayPal. Give me those stocks all day long. You know, and those are our top holdings, ironically, I just named. Those right now are our top holdings. We own more Apple in our portfolio than any other stock. If you just strip out the equity sleeve and look at the pure stock portion of our portfolio, almost 6.6% is in Apple. 
3.6% is Microsoft, 2.2% is Amazon. So those are our top holdings. And I think those companies are going to be around for a while. They, they did well because of COVID, but they also should continue to do well as we exit COVID. And we will hopefully see light at the end of the tunnel. Hopefully, hopefully the more people that get vaccinated and we get a handle on this COVID-19 virus, we're going to be in a better spot. Maybe a new normalcy that we live within. There's going to be some good things that come out of COVID. As I said, how many people do you know caught the common cold or flu? Not many. Nobody I know of. Whereas years past, you know, everybody knew of somebody that had a cold or a flu. So face masks, when you're, when you're on a plane, subway, bus, they may be here forever. And you want them to be here forever. You know, there's a... There's a lot of folks that for ever have been wearing face masks, mostly people in the Pacific Rim. And I often wonder, why are they wearing face masks? Now I know why they're wearing face masks. It stops the germs. 1-800-825-5949. 1-800-825-5949. Any questions whatsoever, give me a call. I would love to talk to you. So before talking to Justin about Dogecoin and in his world of working in the quarries, you know, we were talking about the jobs report, higher vaccination rates, fiscal stimulus, you know, restrictions, easing up on businesses, stronger support, um, spending, you know, consumers have money, they're going to be spending more, and they make up two thirds of the economy. You have to remember that. There's a reason why the consumer is so important to the economy, because they are the economy. Two thirds of the economy is made up uh, by, by, by the consumer. So when they're feeling good about their job and their financial security, and they have money in their pocket, and they're out there spending it, that's all, that's all good. And we're going to, we're going to see that. Um, you know, on Friday, stock prices, as as with the weak jobs report, a lot of people thought that was reassuring, a good sign that the Federal Reserve wouldn't move too quickly. Remember, they said they're not raising interest rates and other stimulus to stocks going up. Another reason why we're optimistic for the stock market to rise over the next several months is interest rates. The Fed says interest rates are staying low for another couple of years. And that's good news. So yesterday, you know, the markets weren't sure how to react. But at the end of the day, the Dow was up 230 points, record close. The S&P almost a record close, up seven tenths of a percent. Um, even Nasdaq did yesterday, did well yesterday. Remember when when interest rates started to go up, a lot of these technology names got hit. This is why when 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 you think about, you know, the the Nasdaq year to date, Nasdaq is is up only almost seven percent, whereas the S and P is up almost thirteen percent, with dividends probably fourteen percent. Um, so I guess we're coming up to the end of the show. We got, or not the end of the show, the the news break. I got my technology going here, but for some reason I'm not getting the the text from Zach as quickly as I normally do. So. Our phone lines are open, folks. We're going to take a quick two-minute break from the news. 
talk WGY 1-800-825-5949, 1-800-825-5949. Any questions whatsoever, give me a call. If, if you want to talk about your portfolio, I'll share my few points. If you have somebody looking to sell you a mutual fund with a high commission or annuity, last week we had quite a few calls about life insurance. It surprised me how many people out there are being sold life insurance in a bad way. 1-800-825-5949. We'll see you in a quick two minutes. Hello and welcome back, folks. Thank you for tuning in today. I truly appreciate it. Thank you for hanging in through the news. Any questions you have, our phone lines are open. 1-800-825-5949. 1-800-825-5949. You know, we talked a little bit about Doge, Dogecoin, whatever you want to call it. Zach, you feel comfortable talking about how you got into it? So let's say you're into yoga or Pilates, or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me. Either way, you know being flexible is key to doing what you love. That's why Smoothie King created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us with whole fruits and organic veggies, plus type two collagen. Make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health. So try the stretch and flex smoothie in tart cherry or pineapple kale. Order online today for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. Turn off your laptop. We're on staycation. I'm on TotalWine.com. They have so many rosés, chardonnays, and proseccos. It feels like a real vacation. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. Sure, if I must. So, Zach Harris, my longtime producer, he's one of these guys who's really on the cutting edge of being a renaissance guy and he just shared with me that he bought some dogecoin and i said zach how did you buy it because i'm sure people want to know how to get into these things so zach share with us how you bought your dogecoin okay so my buddy thinks he's this big investor and he's been reading on stocks and everything so real quickly he harassed me to add him and invite him so he gets a free stock that's worth like five bucks so i put 50 bucks on dogecoin there you go zach harris he bought it through robin hood you know i'm not sure what to think of robin hood either you know they make money and you know you got to know how they make money but it's a platform that a lot of a lot of people are getting on and they're buying these exotic investments and they're in these these chat rooms that really truly are moving markets moving stocks it's a little unsettling for for um you know professional money managers like myself to think that you know there can be a movement that can make such a difference and truly move the price of stocks i mean we saw what happened to gamestop amc entertainment and others um and it's all because of, of this momentum and you need to be on the right side of it listen that's why i say don't be afraid folks if you made some money and it was in a short period of time and you're not sure of the long-term horizon of of the security that you bought don't be afraid of getting out of it take some profits feel good about yourself 1-800-825-5949 we have adam in saratoga springs hello adam how you doing i'm doing great good um so yeah you know cryptocurrency seems to be all the rage now 
I was wondering if you had any thoughts or insight on Cardano. I'm not even familiar with it. Yeah, I not me neither. I've seen a, a couple posts. Uh, I saw something last night that said it was going to be one of the. I think it's winning an award for cryptocurrency. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, as I, as I said, you got to you got to really be careful here. Um, you know, I, I can't I can't begin to, to to say how careful you you need to be with with all of this um, cryptocurrency. You know, in my sandbox accounts, you know, I, I bought you know just to play with it. Uh, there's an ETF. Um, amplify transformational data sharing and basically it's it's investing in companies developing or using what it calls as transformational data sharing technologies basically focusing on blockchain technology blockchain is you know the technology that drives Bitcoin um, you know there's there's there, it, it, so what you're doing is you're getting an ETF with some holdings you know some of the top holdings are micro strategy PayPal square Voyager and believe me some of these stocks are, are, are taking it on the chin one of the reasons why Arc was down this week almost 10% and you know a lot of a lot of errors coming out of that um, balloon but you know if you want to play you have to look at this like just gambling it's it's playing Adam yeah. and you got to be you got to be careful and listen when something becomes a rage as i said i stayed completely away from making comments on bitcoin because i thought it was just going to be a fad i don't know maybe it's around we're still not investing in it for our clients because i still i don't feel comfortable it's too speculative for us and yeah a lot of people have made a lot of money a lot of a lot of a lot of people are opening up these accounts on Robinhood and just you know as you heard zach he bought fifty dollars worth of doge he could have five thousand dollars in another day or two after elon musk does his thing on snl tonight you just never know the the power of social media and we found that out over the last few months the power of yeah, getting a agreed. movement going so be careful that's all i can say be be careful make sure that it's it's money that you know if, if you go to racine because i see you're calling from saratoga springs and you go with a hundred dollars yeah. and if you come out with nothing and maybe a free drink and some some potato chips that's how you have to look at it yeah i didn't put a lot in uh you know yeah. if I lose good what i put in I can make that up in a week, you know. <laughs> yep. Well, well, All you know right. that's Thanks. um that's that's the way to look at it. Whereas some people, listen, when you have high school kids saying, "Hey, I need a financial planner. I think I I um going to be able to just never work and and retire. I I invested in some of these digital currencies. This is what's going on now. Or GameStop and AMC. I mean, it's crazy. It's a crazy world out there. Give me the good old fashioned plain vanilla investments. My clients sleep at night. I sleep at night. That's what it's all about. Adam, thank you. Stay healthy, stay safe, and I appreciate you calling in. 1-800-825-5949, 1-800-825-5949. Any questions whatsoever, give me a call, folks. I would love to talk to you. So, you know, the U.S. 
year treasury note, which I talk about often. And, you know, it, it, it really moved this week with some of the news um, after the disappointing jobs report. And it really caught a lot of traders off guard. It fell as low as 1.48%. And that's a big movement, folks. Um, you know, it was 1.57%. Believe it or not, in the bond world, for it to fall that quick and that hard, that's that's big news. So, you know, it ended the day at 1.57, but but there was there was a swing there in yields which fall when bond prices rise. Remember, there's an inverse relationship there. It basically was reacting to the dismal jobs report, 266,000 jobs created in April, the huge revision down from almost a million in March down to 770,000 in in March. And when you when you have a one, you know, this 10 year Treasury note at the beginning of the year was was under one percent. Last August, it was point five two percent. So here you are yielding and it went as high as one point seven five percent in March. Now, just think about that swing for the yield to more than triple. That means the price of those bonds were swinging as wild as the yield was. And basically, you know, it's all, will will the Fed keep interest rates low? With the dismal jobs report, the Fed will probably be keeping interest rates low. I keep saying they may make a promise to us, but if inflation really heats up, and rears its ugly head and gets out of control. The Fed, even though they they sit here today and say, hey, we're not gonna raise interest rates for a year or two, you know, they may have to. And hopefully that hopefully they'll be able to manage inflation because we don't want inflation to heat up too much. And low interest rates is good for the stock market. My favorite asset class is stocks. Although for the most part, I've always been you know, more optimistic on stocks than any other asset classes. An asset class could be stocks, bonds, commodities, real estate, cash, Bitcoin. Um, those are asset classes. Although I don't really include Bitcoin, I'm just saying some people feel that it may be um, going that direction. But stocks and bonds, commodities like gold, other metals, um, real estate, cash, those are all asset classes. And I like I like stocks. I like stocks, so you, 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 you have to look at that jobs report and kind of think that the Fed, you know, maybe it looks as though they're going to have to keep interest rates low, and I like that, especially for the stock market. 1-800-825-5949. Let's go to Mark in Clifton Park. Hello, Mark. Hey, good morning, Steve. Hey, real quick, just a quick question here. Um, first of all, I love your show. Listen to it every week. I appreciate everything you're doing. Thank um, you. A buddy of mine uh, was much younger than me. I'm 62. He's in his he's in his mid 30s. I keep stressing the fact, trying to point him in the right direction, and I tell him, make sure you get a Roth IRA, Roth IRA, whatever. But he actually took some action this week. He called Fidelity, and they told him because he makes good money. He's over 200,000 a year, and he was told him and between him and his wife, I should say, and he was told that he makes too much income to open a Roth IRA. Is that something you're familiar with, or is that something that's Fidelity. Fidelity told them the truth. So 
Roth IRA is a beautiful thing if you qualify for them. So the way you qualify for them is if you're working and you don't have any pension plan to contribute to, or for most people, because they do have pension plans at work, that now they come under the IRS umbrella. And if you're single, and you know, don't hold me to this because I'm 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 guessing at the approximate numbers. But if you're single, you have to earn like less than one hundred and ten thousand dollars. And if you're um, married, like less than like one hundred and seventy thousand dollars is is for, for the most part um, the going rate. So don't hold me to that. But you get you get the idea. And yeah, this okay. Is adjusted gross he was income. over. He was like two hundred and ten thousand between him and his wife. And, I was yep. very surprised when he said that he can't, but, he can't get one because he makes too much money. I didn't know that was a right. and there was a cap on it. He does not have a pension plan, so whatever. So, I just so didn't then, know if there wasn't a limit he, on it. So. If he doesn't yeah. have a pension plan, then he can absolutely contribute to an IRA. So what he needs to do is really um, because even the 210 that he makes, if that's gross, after the standard deduction and the exemptions, his modified adjusted gross income is what they look at. And more than likely, he's going to be down in that um, sweet spot range. So he could very well, even yeah. if he did have a pension. So he needs to take it a step further. Fidelity gave him like the... Um, you know, elevator speech, but he needs to take it a step further because he could very well qualify and he could very well um, be able to put money into a Roth. And as you know, Mark, I love Roth IRAs. Listen, you don't get a tax break and, if you're in a low yeah, tax bracket. That's okay. But that money grows tax deferred and then it's tax free when you retire. We're going to see tax rates go up real soon and it's going to be an eye-opener for a lot of people i know a lot of people are applauding saying yeah tax the rich tax the rich tax the rich well there's a lot of capitalists out there that give back and they create jobs and if 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 you tax a lot of these businesses too much they may just roll everything up and go to another country where the tax rates are low with these tax rate projections we are going to be the highest for corporate taxes, the highest tax rate in the world. And if you live in New York State, you're going to have the highest tax rate in the country. That's not anything to be proud of. So have your have your buddy, especially at 30 years old, I applaud him for wanting to put money into a Roth. But I think he, he may be able to and have him um, talk to his tax preparer because I think he can still put money in for last year with the, with the um, date being moved to May 17th. So have them look into it. Hey, Mark, stay well, all right? Thank you for calling. 1-800-825-5949. Let's go to Pete in Burnt Hills. Hello, Pete. Hello. Good uh, good mid-morning to you. I've been able to listen to your show once in a while. Um, nice to hear from you. Honored to talk to you. And you have good. been getting many very phone calls this morning. So I thought, well, you know what? I'll, I'll give them a call and ask them a question. I, uh, I'm 53. I have my own business. Um, I was lucky enough from my grandfather to get GE stock way back when it did the one for three split. And I've held on to it and held on to it and seen all the fluctuations over the years. And you know, over the years, I thought about selling something. And, you know, of course, now it's at about 13 and a half. And I used to have it when it was like 30 something or other. And so my question for you is, you know, again, I'm 53. Do I just I can hang on to it a little bit longer? When do I cut my losses and say, okay, I'm done with it, or is it going to come back up? Mm. Well, I wish you listened to my show a couple of years ago. We are you talking GE? 
Yes, sir. Yeah, we 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 had all of our clients sell out of it when it was about thirty dollars a share a couple years ago, and you're right. I mean, yeah. poor P, poor GE shareholders. Unfortunately, there was a day when we used to say, and I remember. Listen, I've been doing radio for twenty six years, and I've been helping clients manage their wealth for thirty four years. So I've seen GE in the swings. GE has never been the same since Jack Welch, God rest him, um, Jack Welch Correct. retired. You know, GE was almost $58 a share at the turn of the century, went all the way down to five, six dollars during a great recession, came all the way up to 30, 31, then it went all the way back down to five, six dollars not too long ago. And here we are sitting around thirteen dollars. So GE has right. come a long way in a few short months, but boy, it's so far off its all-time high. It's no longer like a mutual fund. It's like the Titanic, and it just can't get out of its own way. It had some probably <laughs> yeah. lackluster um, you know, management, and GE shareholders have taken it on the chin. I, I say it all the time. This is why investors shouldn't own more than 10% of their total investable assets in any one company. GE, as great of a company as it used to be, and it was for decades, is now you know just sucking wind. So at this price point, um, you know, watch it. You know, it seems to be stabilizing around the $13. We just bought into industrials, but we we buy an ETF that has not only GE, but United Technology, Honeywell, and so many other great right. industrial companies. We're hoping that they do well with all the money that's being spent or supposedly projected to be spent in infrastructure and so many other um, you know, places that we should profit. And this could be a short-term trade for us. We may only be in it for, yeah, for, for a short period. But watch it. Watch it, Pete. Yeah, I'm 53, and I'm saying to myself, okay, well, I've got 10 years, you know, do I just hang on to it and hope, or do I, you know, it's a hard call. Well, Crystal yeah, ball question. Yeah, yeah when, when, it, when you think that it's peaked, then you have to ask yourself, am I better off to own GE or something as simple as the S&P 500 index? And more, more times right. than not, you're better off to own the S&P 500 index. Hey. Pete, thank you for the call. There's a lot of people that have GE listening, and I'm sure they appreciate you asking that question. 1-800-825-5949. Let's go to Steve from Pennsylvania. Hello, Steve. Hey, Stephen. Uh, I used to live in, in the Albany area. I had to relocate to Pennsylvania years ago. I miss. I can't get your program, but I still remember the call-in number. <laughs> Ah, well, listen, it's easy. Hey, Steve, before you get into your question, listen, um, go to iHeartRadio, download it on your, on your favorite device, your phone, your tablet, whatever it is, and you can listen to us every Saturday at noon and Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. Oh, thank you. I didn't know I could do that. Absolutely. iHeartRadio, it's the app. And um, just look for WGY, and you can listen live or go to my website if you miss a show. We post our, our radio shows on our website each week. I live kind of in a s- small town, and it just seems like a-, a lot of the local pundits are saying we'll probably never have another buying opportunity again, the way the market acts, and we'll be at zero interest rates probably for the next two to three years. and. It just seems like everything is too perfect right now. I mean, do you agree? You ever see that movie, The Perfect Storm? 
Yes. So you know how things can happen, right? Yes, they can change quickly. <laughs> so listen, <laughs> you know, stock, stock pundits, I, I always say, listen, you have to look at why are you investing? And do you believe in the economy, the good USA? You know, we're exclusively invested in, in stocks in, in this great country of ours. We don't own any other holdings. You know, when you look at the S&P, we're up 13%, 14% with dividends. Emerging markets year to date are um, Emerging markets year-to-date are only up 4.4%, and the rest of the world without the USA is up 7.6%. So I'm still very committed to owning stocks in this great country of ours. But you have to ask yourself, if interest rates are going to stay low, in the first half of the show, I talked about the consumer having a pocket full of money. And when they start to spend it, you're going to see a lot of corporations make a lot of money. And we're very optimistic on the stock market. And long term, I'm always optimistic on the stock market. So in a nutshell, Steve, anybody who needs money over the next 12 to 24 months shouldn't have that money invested in the stock market. If you don't have money in the market, and this is cash that's never been invested in the market, maybe dollar cost average in, but I can show you report after report after report how that hasn't always worked in investors' favor. Sometimes they're better off to just invest the money, close their eyes, when that next correction, when that next bear market, when that next recession comes, close your eyes. And remember, you're in it for the long haul, and long-term stocks will be good. Steve. Go to iHeartRadio, or if you just have a computer, go to the WGY.com, and you can listen to our show live every Saturday at 12, Sunday mornings at 8. Thank you for calling. Stay well. 1-800-825-5949. We have Jim from Troy, my hometown, Troy. Hello, Jim. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Um, I like to invest in dividend aristocrats. Is okay. there a dividend aristocrat golden dozen ETF or something? Oh yeah, there's 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 a lot of them. Um, that 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 will, um, you know, help you out in in in, in that way. And you know, depending on on how you want to do it, Noble is one N O. BL um, is is one, and it, it's a good one. Um, you know, it's it's it's. I'm just going to pull it up and tell you the statistics on it. So don't go anywhere, Jim. How's oh, okay, how, sir? Are you are you a long time um, Troy person, better known as a Trojan? Oh, well, I've been here 20 years, and I've called in three or four times over the years. So. Uh... I guess I'm a local now. Oh, good, good, good. Well, we appreciate your loyalty. Hopefully, I've been able to help you over over time. So, you know, right now you're getting almost a two percent dividend, one point nine three percent dividend. When 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 you think about that, and that's that's not bad. Um, the portfolio is a good portfolio. 
you can put your money in a U.S. 10-year Treasury note, getting 1.6% approximately, or put your money into the S&P and get around 1.5 or something like this and get 1.93, almost 2%. And you have to ask yourself, 10 years from now, are you better off in this or one of those 10-year Treasury note bonds? I'll take, I'll take an investment like this all day long. Um, you know, there's about 65 stocks in it. The major holdings are Archer Daniels, Nucor, Cincinnati Financial, Exxon, Cisco, WW Granger, you know, gives you an idea. It's like an equal weighted, um, you know, equal weighted, um, you know, ETF, which means every stock in it has the same weightings. You're predominantly invested, you know, 21% in industrials, 20% in consumer defense, like air companies, 10% in basic materials. So it's really, it, 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 it's, it's a good holding, something that, 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 you know, if you want to get some dividend and be invested in the stock market, I have no problem with this. Fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. Good. I feel good about that then. All right. Perfect. <laughs> Thanks for all your help, Steve. All right. Be good, Jim. 1-800-825-5949, 1-800-825-5949. You know, people are asking, what is a dividend aristocrat? These are companies that have not just paid dividends, but grown them, increased their dividends year in, year out for at least 25 years. So most of these companies in this in this um, area have been around for 40 years or, or, or longer. So you're getting truly, if you want dividend paying companies, this is the type of investment you want to get because these are companies that, as I said, have been not only paying dividends, but increasing their dividends year in, year out. Hey folks, we're coming up to the end of the show. I hope you come back tomorrow, eight o'clock. For those of you that may still have questions and didn't call in, don't be shy, call in. I promise I'll give you my honest opinion. In the meantime, stay safe, stay healthy, enjoy the weekend. The stock markets are closed, so I know exactly, exactly what our clients are going to do, and that's not lose money because they can't. Markets won't open up until Monday, 9.30. So until then, investors are safe. But go to our website, Boucher.com. We'll see you in the morning. Bye. I have been fed, that's a fact. I have been fed, that's a fact. My credit card purchases get me cash back. My credit card purchases get me cash back. No one else gets these rewards. Sergeant, that is just plain untrue. What in tarnation? Sir, PenFed's PowerCash Rewards Card isn't just for military members. Anyone can get cash back on all purchases. Ah, friggins! You've ruined my favorite song. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA.